0: everyone and welcome to blissful living this is the queen of feeling fabulous Rochelle Marie Lawson and I have an exceptional show for you today you are just gonna um, go ballistic when you kind of hear about what we're going to be discussing um, in today's show with our guests but I want to just drop a curiosity peeker for you how would you like to make a six-figure income? Everybody dreams of doing that, right? And But how would you like to do this working part-time? Well, our guest today is going to share some information and in nuggets of gold about how we may be able to do this. So stay tuned. Definitely want to get um, something to write with a piece of paper, sit back and relax. I'm sure you're going to want to take lots of notes and really tune in to what um, is going to be shared with us today. But before we get started with the show, I want to thank the sponsors of our show, Blissful Living For You at BlissfulLivingForYou.com. Check them out if you're looking uh, to enhance your well-being, accelerate uh, living your dream life, or... um, just want to get your mindset right so that you can be unstoppable with whatever you choose to do, you want to check out blissfullivingforyou.com. The other sponsor for today's show is um, All Day Cable Incorporated, a telecommunications installation company located in Silicon Valley for going on 30 years. If you're looking for network distribution that contains uh, wireless access points, voice data, fiber, speaker systems, video cameras, audio systems, you definitely want to check them out. They make the right connections the first time so that you don't lose time or transmission communicating with your customers. Check them out at alldaycableinc.com. So are you ready to hear about today's guest? Well, I think I piqued your curiosity, um, so let's just dive in. Today's guest is named Rebecca Whitman, and Rebecca explains that there are seven key areas of life many people think that they must achieve wealth before they can live their best Life. Now, if you've been a listener of Blissful Living for a while, you know that's what we're all about. Um, And although it may seem counterintuitive, financial abundance will be created as a byproduct of getting these specific areas in your life in alignment. Um, Now, Rebecca is an author and she has synthesized teachings from leading experts in order to save. All of us time and money in thinking, comprehending, and using this information and nuggets of gold that she's going to share with us. Now, I want to tell you just a little bit more about Miss Rebecca. Now, in her new book, How to Make a Six Figure Income Working Part Time, she is quick to say that it's not a get rich quick book or a gimmick to get you to sell no money down real estate or how to make money working from home. Rather, it's an outline on how to flourish in a happy, successful life, which is the best thing. And, you know, you guys, money isn't everything until you don't have it. Money buys freedom. And in her book, she teaches us how not to be a slave to money, but how money can create a happy and fulfilling life. And so with that being said, I want to welcome to Blissful Living, Rebecca Whitman. Hi, Rebecca. Hi Rochelle. Hi, I'm excited to be on your show. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you because I know, you know, part of um the pillars that we discussed with regards to the whole Principles that I practice and teach um, are the pillars of wellness, wisdom, and wealth. And it's believed that the foundation of these um, of your triangle or your structure, so to speak, needs to be strong in these areas so that you can live the life that you truly want to live and, and the lifestyle that you truly desire. Now, if any one of those areas out of balance, then um, it can be a little bit more challenging, and the fact that you are here to share with us—and I love how you say that—you um, know, money isn't everything. Because I believe that your well-being is your greatest asset. But then I'm a healthcare professional, and I know that without health and well-being, you can't achieve as much as you possibly can if you're healthy and well. So with that, I agree. I say I say health is the new wealth. Yes, and it's so funny how um, people don't realize that until they don't have it. Again, like, you don't realize the need for money until you don't have money to buy the basic necessities. You don't realize the need to or how important your health is until you don't have it, until you're struggling or having a challenge, right? So, um, and then, of course, wisdom comes with a mindset. You have to have the right mindset, Um, to be able to structure things in your life so that um, you can live the life of your dreams. And so enough about all of that because the listeners are fully aware of that. So I want to know, you know, what motivated you to write a book
1: like this? Well, that is an interesting question because although I was an English literature major at Princeton University, I had focused all my energy toward sales and being in L.A. pursuing the entertainment industry as well. And my father was age 91, and he was on his deathbed, and we had a really heart-to-heart conversation. And he just said, Rebecca, just write something. You have such an interesting worldview. I don't care if it's a magazine article, a blog, a book, just share some of your thoughts with the world. And I I honestly wrote this to honor him, but then as I started the process, I, I really got into it, but it was really for my dad's memory.
0: Wow. That's special. Um, You know, and coming from the, you know, wisdom of him with his longevity that he had here with us here on earth, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's a powerful statement. Sometimes, you know, we don't see what we need to do and other people can point it out to us and it becomes like, oh, yeah, great, you know, and here you are. You know, how long ago did your dad pass away? In October
1: of 2016.
0: Okay, okay. So, see, here you are. Everything's coming to fruition. He's smiling down at you and saying, <laughs> I knew that's my girl. That's my girl. I knew she could do it. Now, um, with regards to the book, the title is very intriguing, and I know that it piques the curiosity of many of the people that are listening today. Um, what
1: What is the book really about? The book is about seven areas of life and when you get all areas working at peak capacity you are going to manifest money working part time but most importantly you're going to manifest happiness and i like to say that happy is the new rich and when you're happy you're going to manifest love and health and money and everything else and you're going to do it part time because it's not going to be an all consuming thing where you have to push and resist and and put your health and your relationships on the back seat to pursue money. So it's really a book about work-life balance.
0: Okay, so work-life balance. Now, um can you share with us what are the seven um the seven key areas that we should be looking at with regards to this?
1: yes, and they they are an area of importance, so the first one is spiritual, the second one is physical fitness, the third one is emotional, the fourth is romantic, the fifth is mental, the sixth is social, and finally the seventh is financial
0: and how did the how did you figure out that these were the key areas or these were important areas that we needed to quote unquote have balanced in order to have this um you know, beam of happiness?
1: I just looked uh, at my life, and when I was striving for success, the way society taught us, you know, go to school, get good grades. The people who get the A's are going to make all the money. The people who get the the C's and the D's are going to work for the people who get the A's. And if you're really good, you'll retire at age 65 with a gold watch and a pension plan. And if you're popular, they might throw you a retirement party and (laughs) Then they sent you out to pasture and then you die 20 years later. And I was like, you know, what? I don't want to sign up for that. Like, I want to focus on all aspects of life and have a holistic life and have every area working. I want to enjoy my life while I have the energy and the health to do it. And I just kind of looked at my life and I divide it into which areas are important to bring me joy and happiness. And I came up with these seven areas.
0: Wow. You know, that's so funny because, unfortunately, you, you say some stuff in there that seems comical with regards to, you know, working <laughs> at a job for X amount of years and if you're popular, you may get a party <laughs> and you get to go work, yeah. okay? And that's funny because I've actually experienced that. Uh, with people in my nursing career, the sad part about, and then I like how you said, "then twenty years later you die," because I was like, "oh my god, now they were, this is when I was younger. But I thought, oh my gosh, now they're retiring and now they're just waiting to die. What are they gonna do? Yeah. Right? That's what I, how I thought right. when I was when they were younger, when I was younger. But I've actually ha- seen, been around people that have given their life service to a profession, and you know they didn't get a gold watch and they got a little party but the gift for the party you know was it, it, it didn't have any meaning it didn't have any value there was no significance and then once that person left for that last day they actually became for, forgotten which was really sad mm-hmm. because you know and so it's um it's very interesting um you know, how we see, how we do different things with regards to that's probably what our parents would have done, but, you know, new generation, we're not settling for that um, type of lifestyle anymore, and so um, it's really cool that you shared that. Now, um, with regards to the seven areas in life, um, you stated that you selected spirituality To be number one or the first. Can you share with the listeners why you selected this one to be the first key area?
1: Yes, I I think it is so important to be connected to a power greater than yourself, whatever you choose to call that power, whether it's nature, God, love, Jesus, Allah, Buddha, your dog, I mean, anything that's not yourself, because when you're on a life journey, there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. And especially if your goal is financial abundance, it takes persistence and it takes faith. And if if I had to do everything on my own and rely on my own power, it would just be, I'd be in trouble. So I, I think your foundation for building a successful life is having faith and a power greater than yourself. I think Affirmations, prayer, meditation, rituals, um, these are all anchors that, that keep your faith and, and keep your spirits high as you're going through this life journey. So I think that is the foundation for everything, your spiritual life.
0: Wow. Nicely said. Thank you for sharing that um, because I think it will give... Uh, the listeners a little bit more understanding um, what the Root Foundation was with regard to creating a book and sharing your wisdom behind uh, the principles um, in the book. Now, is, would you consider this um, book to be like a self-help book type of book? Or what what would you classify or how would you classify um, this particular book that you've written?
1: You know, I think it's unique because I combine metaphysics with business, and I think there's been a lot of books written on spirituality and metaphysics and how your thoughts manifest your dreams, but there's also some real practical how-to sales tips and business advice. So I think it's a combination of a business book and a self-help book. Okay, yeah, I
0: want to get into the business aspect of um, the book in a, in a bit. So now that we've kind of got laid some foundation with regards to book to to the book, how to make a six figure income working part time. Rebecca, can you um, just share with the listeners if they were to pick up the book? Um, what are some things that they would be able to um, pretty much learn within the first reading and take away and begin to incorporate in their life immediately?
1: Well, there are a lot of how-tos and practical tips on fitness, a lot of stuff that we have heard, but maybe wording it a little differently about just setting goals for yourself, nutrition, hydration, how to motivate yourself for a workout like when you don't want to go to the gym, give yourself a little treat afterwards, kind of trick your mind, like, okay, if I go to the gym, I'm going to buy myself, you know, a special chai latte or a new exercise outfit or something. I mean, every every single chapter, um, the romantic chapter, just to highlight one oh, of those many God. points, um, I talk about the difference between a codependent relationship and an interdependent, and I think all the love songs and everything that we've been brought up to believe is that when you fall in love, it's about codependency and that person becomes your all. Like in the Jerry Maguire movie, You Complete Me, but I don't really think that is a healthy model for a relationship. When I talk about interdependence, where you're two fully actualized human beings that come together and share your life, and the sum is greater than the part. Uh, I could go on about the emotional part of the book. I talk about... How all your emotions stem from two base emotions, either fear or love, and all the negativity, the, the criticism, the judgment, the anxiety, the depression, the frustration, the anger that comes from fear, and all the positive emotions that we're striving for, the, the love, the bliss, the happiness, the appreciation, the joy comes from love. So it's about retraining your brain to switch from the fear channel to the love channel. Now, is there something that, within that book, is
0: there something that you could share with regards to um, the listeners right now that could help them to, say, redirect their fearful
1: thoughts to a more loving, more loving thoughts? Mm-hmm. Well, I really believe in the power of affirmations and at the end of each of the seven chapters, depending on which area is giving you trouble, I have three affirmations that you can say. So when you feel that you're getting fearful about a certain area, you can just literally picture like a red stop sign, stop, and then you can say three affirmations. So For example, if somebody was having trouble with their love life, I have three affirmations, and they are as follows. I am magically, passionately in love with my soulmate. I have a healthy, loving, committed relationship. I am able to be a loving presence in the world. So I think what separates us from the animals, Rochelle, is that we actually Mm -hmm. choose our own thoughts, and we can consciously Stop a train of thought. And also, if you don't have time to pick up the book and do an affirmation, just have a general one. Like, all things Mm -hmm. are working together for my highest good. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Listen to a song you like. Smell a flower. Pet a dog. Just do something that breaks that fear. Because when people get into a fear cycle of thoughts, they just spiral down and they they build on themselves. And that's when people, you know, want to pick up that drink or that cigarette or Call that X that wasn't healthy for them. <laughs> <laughs> I totally
0: got you so I, you know i I know about affirmations um, um but just in case someone out there listening doesn't really know what we know and what we're talking about, can you just real quickly share? What an affirmation is, and if you guys out there listening already know, please forgive me, but there may be some people who don't, so we'll just do it real quick have Rebecca share what a real quick what an affirmation is,
1: so your words are the advertisement to the boundaries of the universe, so your words carry an electric charge that goes out, and it's going to come back as results in your life so you want to choose your words very carefully and when you choose your words you want to say affirmations in the present tense and you always want to word them positively so like if you say I don't want to eat that chocolate cake the universe is going to hear I want to eat the chocolate cake (laughs) you you don't want to use negative words and you want to I like the formula of, and I'm gonna, we're going to talk about my seminar in a second, but I like I am, I have, and I am able. Those are the three ways that I like to start affirmations because you're claiming it and it's in the present tense. So, for example, um, for the mental chapter, I am reading or listening to something every day that inspires me. I have five minutes today to sit still and quiet my mind and I am able to learn something from everyone who crosses my path. So that's kind of my formula for writing affirmations. I am, I have, and I am able. And then when you send a positive message out into the boundaries of the universe, then you're going to get more positive results. And I don't know the study off the top of my head, but they've actually done studies where where you can say something positive and be across the ocean or across the continent. And it does affect things like molecularly just by saying certain words. So I don't right. have the the research in front of me, but it's your words are very, very powerful. And I think when you start on a spiritual path, that's like, Oh wait, it's overwhelming. Like I have to change my words. Like this is so overwhelming, but it's, it's right. a discipline just like just like picking the food that you eat, you know? Like we're so careful and we have all these different diets and trends about keto and paleo and all this stuff. And we are all so uh, careful about what we put into our mouth. But when you understand how powerful your words are, you start to train your mind and to be very, uh, very deliberate in how you word yeah. things that's very very true you know there is a
0: famous someone that said and everyone kind of knows this but i don't think we take it into full context the power of it but the only thing we actually have control over is our thoughts and at any mm. moment any given time you can choose what thought you have if you're for instance if you're having a fearful thought you can say an affirmation a positive affirmation to take away your your thought process going towards fear base and shift it back over to a positive loving base. You know, that's the thing we, you know, you can't really control your blood pressure. You can't really control your heart rate or your breathing. You can for a certain amount of time, but then again, um, the natural abilities of the body will take over and just do things for themselves. You can't control other people. You can't control the weather. There's so many things that you cannot control, but, We do have the power to control our thoughts. So thank you for sharing this um, information about the power and the uses of affirmations and how um, those out there listening can begin to utilize them, understand what they are, and begin to create them in their life. But, of course, we want them to go pick up the book. But we'll tell them more about that in a little bit. So now, Rebecca, as you're writing this book, and you kind of, it seems like it was kind of a little bit of a self-discovery with regards to, you know, you taking a look at your own life and what, what things meant to you and how you put it into, sp- to perspective for you. Um, what did you learn with regards to writing the book? What did you really, really learn that you could honestly say you did not truly know before that was revealed to you as you wrote, went through the writing process of this book?
1: I learned uh, the joys of imperfection because a lot of people, including myself, I didn't want to put a book out into the world because I wanted it to be perfect. And I think everybody has an idea, an invention, a book, a screenplay. It's like, well, I can't do it because I don't think it's going to be perfect. And in writing the book, I was like, I'm just going to get all this information out and however it's taken by the public, that's fine. I'm I'm striving for imperfection. So then I applied that to my own life, and just every day I just strive for imperfection. I just do my best, and then let the results be the results. Um, I feel like I'm in the action business, and God is in the results business. And I just try my best, and I'm I'm perfectly imperfect, Rochelle, and that's that's okay <laughs> today. Oh, I love it.
0: So you guys out there listening, it is okay to be imperfect. It's okay to just try things out without having it absolutely perfect because if it's perfect, then how do you know it really, truly works if it's going to fail? You perfect things by tr- sometimes trial and error. So it's okay to do stuff and not be perfect or look perfect or say even the perfect things. Just do something and just be yourself and be happy.
1: Um And I think people fall in love with people for their vulnerabilities, Mm -hmm. not their perfection. Mm -hmm. Like, we all have that perfect person, and it's like, oh, God, they're kind of, like, annoying to be around. Like, oh, everything about (laughs) them is perfect, you know? Like, they're not interesting. (laughs) They look perfect. They talk perfect. They dress perfect. They have the perfect car and the perfect house and the perfect family. It's like... They're not, navigating. they're boring. So, yeah. They're boring. So it's like <laughs> when you, when you do things that are quirky or imperfect, it's okay. People are actually going to be attracted to that, which is also a revelation to me. Cause I always thought in order to attract people, I had to look and be perfect, but that's really not true. You know what? I
0: think, um, you know, I, I have used to think like that as well and, um, and, not consciously but a little bit i would say sometimes consciously consciously and un- unconsciously i would size up other people based on what i thought my you know my what my perfectionism was right but uh-huh. then i realized you cannot um people love your quirkiness no one likes a perfect person so i think that what makes Um, people attractive to one another is the ability to be uh, imperfect and a little quirkiness and a little, you know, not perfect laugh and not perfect, you know, makeup or hair or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of funny. It's like it's okay, and it's just part of being you and, and, you know, can lead to great things. Now, I want to move in. I want to shift a little bit because Mm -hmm. I know there are people out there listening that want to, you know, that got all tuned into how to make six-figure income working part-time. And we did say that, you know, you – um you said the book does teach how not to be a slave to money. Can you just um, share with the listeners what you mean actually um, or metaphorically by um, being a slave to money?
1: Absolutely. Um, You don't want to work for money. You want money to work for you. And when you think of it Physically, money is just paper and metal, but in our society, we worship it. And people have a disease that I call never enoughism. And no matter how much money they get, it's still never enough. And they're miserable. There are wealthy people that are miserable because they're absolutely consumed with money. So this is a book about financial freedom. And I define freedom in the book as the ability to do what you want when you want, where you want and with who you want. So it is a book on working smart, not hard. So I talk a lot about time management. You have your focus days where you're really putting, you know, the the pedal to the metal and you're you're making all your calls, you're setting all your appointments, you're doing all your pitches. And then you have some play days where you get to have your hobbies and recreation and and have fun. So I it's definitely a book about balance and there's a lot of practical uh sales and marketing tips in the book about like networking and sales presentations.
0: Now, do you what with regards to the balance and with regards to um being able to do these things and you know, live the lifestyle that a particular person wants and have this balance? Is it more um, confining because you're trying to do it on a part-time basis or is it more freeing because you're trying to do it on a part-time basis and and are there strategies in the book that actually help people to define um, you know the structure of how they want to set their quote-unquote dream business or dream lifestyle with regards to the business up uh,
1: Yes. So this is a book for people who don't want to work nine to five, 40 hours a week. So I know there's a lot of people out there listening that you have a job and you're like, God, I wish I could make six figures part time. But when you're working a job, you get paid for your time and your time is limited. So your income is always capped. So I encourage people to find what I like to call their side hustle. So whatever you can afford to start, if you can afford a franchise, great, nine out of ten franchises succeed. If you can afford a little side business like a network marketing business, one out of four self-made millionaires come from network marketing. Find something that you're passionate about that you can get excited about and you'll structure your week based on how many free hours you have and how many hours of those are you willing to devote to the business? And then you'll, you'll drill it down into what actions actually make you money. So it's definitely about structuring your time, and it's, it's, it's really about time management and focus. We're so distracted by social media and by technology. They say a goldfish has a longer attention span than a human now. So it's about turning off that phone and really focusing on your hustle, your side hustle. And so eventually the goal is to get your part-time business to make more than your J-O-B, your job, which I like to call just over broke because they pay you just (laughs) enough money where you can't afford to quit but never enough money to actually get ahead and retire. So the goal is to quit your job and then make money working part-time so you have more freedom to enjoy life. I like
0: that. I I like how you just it's very summed up with regards to uh having a structure that allows you to do whatever you want to do with regard and with regards to where you want to go with your business. And really it is up to the individual of how much, you know, um income they want to work make uh working part time or I'm sorry having a business or doing something part-time on their own, it really becomes um, the sky's the limit, you know, if you just uh, follow the the dream plan that you have to a T and make sure you're always moving and doing something that is earning money um, in a business, then it, the sky becomes the limit and you really can do it part-time if you structure it. So I like how you just kind of shared that information um, with regards to not being a slave to money and um, or just being just over broke, right? Because a lot of people are out there and I know there are a lot of people out there that want to want to have a business on their own and want to kind of have a side hustle and just are a little afraid to take that step in that direction. Is there some words of wisdom that you could offer them something inspiring to um, to help them kind of take be able to take that step?
1: There are three questions that can help you figure out what your side hustle should be. One of them is what makes you mad. So if you're really passionate about, you know, animals, then maybe you can find something that you can do on the side where you can you can work with animals or human, whatever it is, something that makes you mad. That's going to show you a passion. What are you good at? What are you really good at? What are your friends calling you and saying, oh, my God, you're so good at this. You know, come over and organize my closet or come over and help me pick out what to wear for my date. What are you good at? So what makes you mad? What are you good at? And then what do you enjoy doing? I mean, do you love art? Do you love working out? Do you love flowers? You know, these are all great questions to ask yourself so you can figure out something that you can get excited about and that you're good at. And then find a uh, a product or a business model in those areas, so you can come from a from a point of passion, and then it won't be like, oh God, I got to do my my part time job, my side hustle. Then it'll be something that you're actually excited and inspired to do.
0: Wow, great, great! I hope you all out there listening got a chance, an opportunity to write down the questions that um, you could ask yourself to figure out what might be the best fit for you with regards to your side hustle that will allow you to step in to that zone and be able to, you know, work part-time and make six figures, but doing it for yourself and being able to enjoy life and not working completely crazy. Now, I want to ask you with regards to – um someone transitioning say they figured out their side hustle and you know they're ready to transition from that from that nine-to-five job to you know their side hustle what could you say to those folks that might um, might help them might be a little bit more inspiring and let them know it's okay to take that leap
1: well it's all about courage and you just have to go for it. I mean, you have to look at entrepreneurs. There's so many great entrepreneurs. A lot of them have been interviewed on your podcast, Rochelle. There's so much uh, inspiration out there of other people. And what I say is match and model yourself. Find somebody who who has what you want, and if you do what they did, you can get what they got. So other people can inspire you. If they can do it, you can do it, too. We're all the same. We're all human beings. We all have the same uh, minds and hearts and desires, and we all want love and freedom. And if anybody else can do it, you can do it, too. You're just as good as all the other entrepreneurs who have made the transition from working a job to having their own business. Thanks. That's great. So,
0: Again, you guys out there listening, you know, find a mentor, somebody that um, you like the way they do business, you like the business they're in, you're interested, or um, you just you just want to learn from them because they're a great business person. See so if you can connect with someone like that and um, just learn from them and be open to receiving the information they may have to share with you.
1: Now and get support, Rebecca. get support from a yes. community too, because if you're networking and if you're in community with other entrepreneurs and networking and having meetings with them, there's going to be people that are like cheering you on and rooting you on that have already done it. So I like the saying, uh, community breeds immunity because all those fears and everything community can help you with.
0: Yeah, that's another great idea. It's so different nowadays. Um, When I started a business a long time ago and the late 80s, you know, there was no cell phone. There was basically no technology other than a LAN telephone and uh, an electric typewriter, right? There, that was it. <laughs> <that. laughs> but um, when I started business, I was a little bit isolated because there weren't all these avenues for connecting with other people. And particularly the industry that I was in um I was like the only female entrepreneur in that particular industry. So then again, I was isolated because it was a boys playground and not, they didn't want the girl to come play in their playground. So it was very interesting. But as I stepped out and got bold and got out there, I developed relationships with other business women and realized that there are other people out here like me. And we collaborated and got things going. And it's really cool. But today's society, everything is so readily available with regards to connecting with people and mentors and, you know, doing business. It's so like I can be here. And, the United States and do business with someone in Amsterdam right now, whereas before it wasn't like that, you you know. So um, the support that's available to us all to succeed, In whatever business we choose or we want to do, it's out there. We just have to actually kind of take those steps outside the confines of our own little four walls and get out and start meeting people and face-to-facing and and doing some good um, time connection and things will happen. Now, I want to ask you, Rebecca, with regards, you know, there's a lot of talk out there about, and there has been for quite a while, I think since the book The Secret came out, even though this information mm-hmm. has been out there for ancient, for many thousands of years. Uh, there's a lot of talk out there about the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. What What are your thoughts with regards to the law of attraction and um, having a six-figure income, you know, part-time?
1: Well. The law of attraction to me means that which is likened to itself is drawn. So I believe that you attract who you are. So if you're like a positive, loving, high vibrating person, you're going to attract other people like that. And when you're attracting positive, like-minded people and you're an entrepreneur and you're wanting to build a business, that's what it's going to take to build a successful business because it's all about relationships. So if you're thinking negative thoughts, if you're in a poverty mentality and thinking, oh, my God, it's never going to happen for me, and I shouldn't try, and I have a whole library full of self-help books, and none of them have ever done anything for me, you know, why even try? If you start going into business with that kind of a mindset, you're not going to attract customers and vendors and relationships to build a business. So it all starts with having the right mindset which is my opinion on the law of attraction. It's it's having a positive mindset so you can have positive results. I like that. Yeah, you're right. I do believe
0: that like attracts like, whether it's negative, attracting negative, which is actually a much more powerful energy versus, you know, positive, attracting positive, whatever state you're in. If you're in a negative state, it's real, real hard sometimes to attract positive if you don't change your thought process, which we already shared and discussed earlier in the show. Now, I want to um, go back a little bit, and I know you talked about, um, you know, spiritual, and we talked a little bit about the financial with regards to, you know, working a uh, uh, part time and making a six figure income. I want to go back and just dive a little bit into um, the emotional, because I think sometimes what holds people back um, from really uh, living the lifestyle that they desire is something um, emotionally taxing for them. Can you just share a little bit with regards to what you discussed in the book um, regarding emotions, and do you tackle any things, to help people to move forward if they're stuck?
1: Yes. So one of the distinctions I make in the book, I say um, be a thermostat, not a thermometer. So what that means is a thermostat is bringing the heat, it's setting the temperature in the room, and a thermometer is reacting. So you don't want to react to people because then they have power over you. You want to – pause and respond to people and there are people in business and your personal life their whole goal is to push your buttons and to snag you so I have a little game that I talk about in the book called the mental toughness game and you and you know who these people are we all have them in our life you know a lot of yes we do in our family <laughs> right or our coworkers, and it's like you're training your mind through the mental toughness game that I talk about in the book and it's like a tennis match. They're gonna throw out something negative or an insult to try to trigger you, like saying, Oh, well, you know, you look a lot less fat today than you did yesterday or something like that. <laughs> and then instead of reacting and saying, Did you just call me fat? Um, you're gonna pause and say, Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm wearing a new dress, you know? And They'll try something else. They'll say, well, I can't believe you took the last parking spot and say, yeah, well, you know what? I guess I have good parking karma this month. You know, just whatever whatever they throw at you to snag you with their negativity, you're going to come back with something positive. And I just talk about letting people be right. You don't want to waste your energy, especially if you're working full time and you want to do something on the side to increase your abundance, you don't have the energy to argue with these type of people. And I believe that all people are carrying a charge. So people are either adding to your life and they're increasing your energy or they're draining your energy. So you want to be really okay. careful about who you allow in your life, because if you want to manifest a six-figure income part time, you don't want to be around people who drain your energy and, and detract from your, from your life. Oh, very well said. Yeah, I, I totally agree. There
0: are a, a lot of energy vampires out there, and sometimes mm-hmm. you don't even know you're swarming in them until you're like, you know, in the eight you're, it, you're eight feet out, right? You're in the pool and you're in right. the deep end versus being in the shallow end, and then it's like, okay, let me navigate and get back, and you know, back away. Let me get out of this because, um, it, yeah, you can easily slip into, um. Their pool, so to speak, because again, negative energy is sometimes a lot more attracting than than positive. So that's why we the news. That's why there's always negative stuff on the news. It's a lot more compelling. It's a lot more dramatizing. It's a lot more engaging because it's a lot. Uh, stronger energy versus positive. You know, when you see positive things, it's like, oh, that's sweet. Oh, that's beautiful. How about we should just shift all of that and have positive news and just a tiny bit of negative, <laughs> negativity, right? And let the positive.
1: Exactly. I mean, we have out. to know history is being made right now. So we have to know what's being happening in the world and, and we all need to like rise up and, you know, not, it's not a political show, but we need to be more involved Um but at the same time, we don't need to like feast on the negativity. And I, I think exactly. CNN should stand for constantly negative news. Negative just news. Like, <laughs> oh my god. god! Like, and it's like they dramatize the negativity of it. So it's it's good ah. to get get the news, but then you know focus on something that's not so fear based.
0: Exactly. It's everything is so fear based and um again don't don't wanna dwell off into that zone but it's just you know, it's just I just it just drives me crazy and and you know, a lot of people don't realize they get caught up in that kind of energy. So um thank you for sharing that with regards to the social stuff. Now one just last question I wanna ask you and then we'll move into um some more connection stuff with you, but what um what did you mean when you say Happy is the new rich. Can you just share with us what exactly does that mean?
1: Okay. So how many wealthy people in recent months with with Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain, may they rest in peace, they, we thought they had everything, money, fame, right. you know, real estate, power, status, and yet they chose to end their life. So. Rich does not mean anything if you're not happy. There's so many unhappy rich people. So, But if you're happy, you, ha- you are rich. If you look at third world countries, a lot of these people don't have indoor plumbing. They don't have the technology that we do. But yet they're so happy because they are living a love-based, simple life based on family and community and being of service. So it's not about the accumulation of stuff. It's, it's about being happy. And if you're happy, why do we even want anything, Rochelle? Like if we think we have the big house or the brand-new car or the dream vacation, right. we think when, when I get that, I'll be happy. But why not just choose to be happy right now?
0: Exactly. Because, you know, once you get it, then it's is no longer satisfying because now you need something – more grandiose, you know, more something more bigger. So something more extreme. Oh, I went on a seven day cruise. Now I want to go on a fourteen day cruise or oh I live in a thirty five hundred square foot house. Now we need to get a five thousand square foot house. It's like you know you know what I mean? It's just never ending. Enough. It's yeah, it went as enough Enough, and um, I think sometimes a lot of people get caught up in that, and it leads to a lot of sadness and despair. And the despair leads to some of the things that we see on constant negative news. But yeah, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's it's um, I think it's worth uh, mentioning and, and worth spreading the the good news about it because just because you have a lot of money. I know a ton of people like you have a lot of money, and they are the most miserable people on the planet. They're not happy with themselves, and they're not happy with anyone else, and so they just have this miserable existence, which I say, again, is by their choice, but, you know, just because they have a lot of money – doesn't mean you're going to be happy, and I think a lot of times in society and things that we see, a lot of emphasis is placed on that. If you have a lot of money, you you're going to have a better life. If you drive a Range Rover, you're going to have, you know, life that, like you know the wealthy British people. If you you know if you go to Chantepay, you're going to be with all the beautiful rich people and all the you know the private jets. If you you know it's just it just becomes ridiculous to a point where it just becomes so overwhelming that. Um, Those that are just trying to make it every day feel bad about their life, you know, and they have a good life. So, yeah, um, you know, very interesting. I believe
1: happiness is not getting what you want; it's wanting what you have, and being grateful for what you have. Because no matter what you have, there's there's people in different parts of the world that would could only dream about what you have. There's billions of people that are that are living on two dollars a day. So, exactly. you know, it's, it's about gratitude and changing your perspective and not, not looking at the people who are, you know, the flashy uh, people that are flashing their money around.
0: For sure, for sure. And not getting caught up in the um, fake life of reality TV, you know. It's, it's, oh, yeah,
1: it's, exactly. <laughs> It's so fake to it. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's the so fake so- news. Why isn't anyone talking about reality TV? Basically? Oh my <laughs> gosh. I
0: know it's just amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> but you know, Hey, we're living a new day and age and, you know, the most, I think, scandalous thing that when I was growing up may have been just happy days with the Fonz saying, hey, and having a leather jacket and riding a Harley, you know. Yeah. That was like that. Right. <laughs> You know, it's kind of funny, you know. Now we've got, oh, well. Anyways, back on track. So yes. now um, we've kind of come to the end of the show or segment. I want you to share with people out there listening um How they can, first of all, since we've been talking so much
1: about the book, how they could get a copy of the book. Yes. So the book is available on Amazon.com. You can get it in paperback, audio, or Kindle. So it's. It's out there. It's gotten 15 five-star reviews, so please get the book. It's available. And then to keep in touch with me on Twitter and Instagram, I'm Rebecca E. Whitman, as well as Facebook, Rebecca E. Whitman, on all those platforms. And then I have my website, which is RebeccaElizabethWhitman.com. Um, If you are motivated to fly out to L.A., I'm doing my first seminar. It's called The Seven Steps to Success, and it's on September 16th from 1 to 6. It's only $49, which is less than $10 an hour to get financial abundance, and it's $60 with the book. So that's how to keep in touch. I'd love to hear from you guys. Wow.
0: So um, share that information about um, your workshop again with, Um, the listeners.
1: Yeah, so we are doing a seminar called The Seven Steps to Success, and we're breaking down everything in the book. It's going to be dynamic and interactive, and we're going to focus on each area. We're going to have a lot of fun. A lot of breakthroughs are going to happen that day. It's going to be a game changer, and it's going to be on September 16th, Sunday, from 1 to 6 p.m. in Santa Monica. So it's uh, only $49, which is less than $10 an hour, unheard of, to achieve financial abundance. And then if you want to throw the book in, it's $60 for the whole thing, the seminar and the book. Perfect.
0: All right. There, you guys, there you have it. Miss Rebecca Whitman um, here sharing her words of wisdom about how to make a six-figure income working part-time. And in our chat today. She shares um, lots of nuggets of gold that you guys hopefully wrote down and can take away and begin to incorporate into your life immediately. Now, do you want to thank Rebecca for being a guest on the show? Thank you very, very much for being a guest with us today, Rebecca.
1: Thank you. It's so great to be on the Blissful Living Show and you've been doing this for eight years and it's just an amazing show. So it was definitely an honor to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend with us.
0: And I want to thank all the listeners out there. Um, Thank you for taking time out of your day to sit back and relax and just listen to us chat about how you can just have a better life, build and sustain wellness, wisdom, and wealth. And I think in our conversation with Rebecca today, my conversation with Rebecca today, I really... Um, we really dived into all those areas with regards to wellness, wisdom, and wealth, and particularly wisdom and wealth in in the context of, you know, how you can begin to change your life, to live the life that you desire. I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Blissful Living for You, as well as All Day Cable, Inc. And until next time, as always, I'm wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. May you build and sustain wellness, wisdom, and wealth as you travel down your path to bliss. Until next time, goodbye for now.
1: You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com.